Welcome to the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. Your hosts are Justin Breen, Evan Ryan, and I'm Bill Bloom. This show is for high-level entrepreneurs and for those who want to learn to live their most epic lives. Please subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for more incredible conversations about living epic lives because we could all do that. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and thank you so much for being part of the show. Welcome to another Three Guys with Epic Lives. Bill, Evan, and Justin. And I know, Evan, you've got an incredible topic to talk about today. Yeah, so I am a digital nomad. I became a digital nomad a little over two months ago now uh, with my lovely girlfriend. And we've been traveling the world. Um, we've been in Scotland. We've been in Italy. We are. I'm currently recording this from Morocco. Um, next week, I might be in the UK. I might be Portugal. In Portugal, I'll be in Spain later on. We're going to go to Sofia. We're going to go to Turkey. We're going to go to Thailand. We're going to go to Singapore. We're going to go to Buenos Aires. We're going to go to Chile. We're going to go all sorts of different places. Um, and I think one of the really interesting components of it is that both my girlfriend, who's a freelance graphic designer, and I expect that it'll be the best years for our businesses ever by a lot. And one of the ideas that she and I have been throwing around a lot is this idea of freedom of location. And there are two kind of key components to freedom of location. The first is that you can work anywhere that you want to work. And, and a lot of people got that um, to a certain degree with, with remote. But the second is you can work at any time that you want to work. Uh, the biggest learning outcome that we've had being in the UK and being in Italy five and six hours off is how much time we have in the morning before America wakes up. And so I think one of the big topics coming from the future is going to be, you know, being able to do your day-to-day -day job from wherever you want to in the world is going to be an enormous, enormous luxury. And it's going to be a freedom that I think people hold near and dear to their hearts. You know, I don't, I'd like to hear <clears throat> um, your takes on this. A lot of folks, um, uh, uh, we live in like the Chicago suburbs and not all, but there's a lot of folks that really, they're like, oh, um, would love to meet up for lunch or for dinner next time I'm in town or whatever. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm, we, we can just meet on Zoom. We can just meet on Zoom. Um, you know, unless it's an extreme situation or like really worth it, I'd rather just, you know, two young kids, baseball, soccer, running, rather, you know, there's a lot of responsibility here, which, which I'd much rather do. Um, so I haven't been, I have been interested to see that some people do want to get back to having lunches and, and that's fine, but I'd just rather be here. I'm guessing Bill, you feel the same way. The other thing that's interesting me, to me, Evan, is the, let's take it from an American perspective because we're all Americans is talking to Europeans um, or even folks in Asia or Africa or the middle East. Cause I talked to a lot of folks or Australia 
and I found almost without exception. In fact, I don't think there has been an exception is everyone else works around America's time. Everyone. I can't think. I just can't. It's like where America is the buyer of time. That's what it almost seems like to me. No matter what country I talk to, they they will work around my American schedule, which I appreciate. I'm very grateful for that. But I haven't seen the exception to that. Have you guys seen that? Bill, you might not talk to a lot of non-Americans, but what about you, Evan? I, I think that you're partially right and partially there are some confounding variables. So where are you right? I think like here I am, it's nine o'clock in the evening in Morocco and like we're recording, we're recording podcasts. So, um, yes, I think that people in the Eastern, like kind of East of the Atlantic are willing and like, and it's just flat out part of their culture to have later meetings and work later in the workday. I think part of the confounding variables to that though, is like in Italy and in Portugal and in Spain, for example, uh, dinners are quite a bit later. Like dinner isn't at six o'clock, dinner's at eight or nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, in Morocco, where I am right now, like it's 908 and it's still 85 degrees outside. And so you kind of stay inside during the day and then you go to, you go eat dinner later on at night. And, you know, we ate dinner earlier, but, um, but the population itself is very awake at 11 or 1130 at night and they start their days later as well. So I think, yes, America is the buyer of time. I think if you are uh, part of corporate America or I'm sorry, like por- corporate UK, corporate, uh, corporate Europe, where you're part of finance and you're paying attention to the stock market and that kind of thing, you're, you're definitely working on America time. But I think in, in the Eastern half of the world, their day is shifted a little bit because of either generations of customs or because of the weather. This is amazing. So um, you, you, an- you answered the question before it was asked, or you, you answered a question that I had had. Um, one of my uh, new partners for PR company, he's based in Spain. And we, met, we did the interview for the story, I think it was around 6.30 p.m. his time. 6.30, it was 6.30 and okay, well, now that makes perfect sense because he hadn't, had, he wasn't even ready for dinner yet. Yeah, he had <laughs> not only was he not ready for dinner, the restaurants weren't open in Italy. The restaurants don't open <laughs> till seven thirty or eight o'clock at night, and so it's very common to to be working until until that time. The other thing is, remember in Europe that a lot of times places, and I, and this doesn't happen in like big corporations, but it does happen in smaller businesses. They might close for a couple of hours during the, during the afternoon. And I think in America, we're accustomed to jam packing 10 hours of our day as much as we possibly can. And from what I've seen in especially in like now essentially having lived in the east of the Atlantic for the last two months, their work permeates more hours of the day, but they have a different sense of work-life balance. It's, it's not quite like it is in America. 
Um, but they're okay meeting later on at night because it doesn't matter. They took two hours off in the afternoon. Going back to the original part of you know this conversation. Oh, oh, let me let me start here. When we go to Argentina, it's the same way. People don't eat dinner till nine, ten o'clock at night. Um, when I first started dating my wife, I'm like, okay, dinner will be ready at seven. She's like, I won't be home from the office till eight. It's <laughs> just like a whole nother, that was a learning experience for both of us. So, you know, 730 was a good uh, central point. But I think if your company's culture depends on people being around each other, creating ideas, coming up with new thoughts, processes, opportunities, you have to find a way for them to be connected and to have a safe place to be open, be free, to really think, to brainstorm, come up with new ideas, innovate. Um, that could be more of an entrepreneur from a company standpoint. Um, for like what Evan's doing, it's incredible. I love that. You know, having a self-managing company where you don't have to do all the day-to-day things is incredible. You have your who's, like who's going to do the work. You have your team. I don't see why you can't do that. I don't see why it's not possible for an employee to go travel the world if it's in the right setting. It's not going to work everywhere. For instance, if you worked at a law firm and you're a millennial in your mid-30s and you want to hit partner by 40, you can't go do that. That's just not going to work. Because you need to be in the office at least three days a week because you're the one who needs to build that relationship with um, with the partners. You need to be there to figure out whomever they're going to promote next or put up for partner. So the variables are so different. It, having that freedom is a beautiful thing. And, and flexibility is all about having freedom. I think look at Airbnb. Last week or two weeks ago, Airbnb announced that their company was going to be 100% remote and that they would fly the people from their teams once a quarter to meet up in person. But looking at looking at it from the perspective of 21st century business, what you you know what does that mean? That means that first of all everybody has specific and measurable metrics that they must hit in order for them to be able to retain that freedom. It also means that not retaining that freedom does not mean that you have the freedom taken away and now you're stuck in an office. What it means is not retaining that freedom means you need to find another position. And so what Airbnb was able to do was they were able to grant people the freedom to go wherever they want to go and and create the value that they're being paid to create. But they're also granting people from a lot of the internal office politics, especially Bill, like what you just mentioned, where you kind of need to, to kiss babies, right? And shake hands in order to be able to promote, to be promoted to a partner level. Um, and, you know, I know some people who are in their late twenties and they're lawyers and they're looking to become partner by 40. And I think they're very jealous of a lot of the people who, who can work from wherever they want and, and they have a specific and measurable definition of success. Is that quarterly meeting for Airbnb mandatory? Do they have to go? Uh, I believe it is. It's only the team, though. It's not the whole company. Okay. It's like they fly everybody to one location, and they'll do like five days or four days or three days kind of thing. Uh, I, th- I think 
you know, we're already seeing it, but we'll see more is that that folks will be choosing freedom uh, to create self-managing companies or um, freedom-based companies. I think the old term was, or the current term is lifestyle business. I've never liked that. I've never liked that term. Freedom-based, freedom-based entrepreneur seems more of like a better term for me um, as opposed to lifestyle. Um, so I think we'll see, I think we'll see more of that. And then the companies that resist this are going to have a big problem for sure. Yeah. I think we're in like the reimagination of the new workforce, like the new work flow over the next five years, it's going to be, I don't think things are going to go back to the way that they were five years ago where everyone was going to the office. It's the same routine. I just don't see that happening because you have the Gen Z, you have the millennials, you have the people who really love working from home and have thrived. I mean, look at all of us. My business has really thrived working in front of my computer. It's incredible. Never going to change that. I, I really think the whole aspect of success from a company is keeping your employees happy because the great resignation is a real thing. My wife tells me about it all the time. Oh, XYZ company came in and offered me 20 grand more. We don't match that. You're gone. And you just lost a senior person. It's that simple nowadays. You have to create that culture to give them what they want and create those leadership or those investing tools. You have to invest in your people right now and allow them to give them that flexibility. And I think that's how you're going to keep your employees, retain your employees and Create a better culture for your company. I'll, let me add to that real quick because I actually think it's more important than that even. Um, when we started using specific and, specific and measurable metrics for what success looked like for our team and in our projects and, and with our clients, what happened was the A players self-selected in and the B and C players self-selected out. What we stopped doing at the same time was we stopped tracking certain metrics like, you know, how long did it take you to do this thing? Sometimes we did. When it was important, we would track, you know, how long did it take you to do this thing? But, but what we cared more about was we cared more about what the outcome was. And we stopped mandating that, that you achieve a certain outcome in a certain amount of time. We stopped mandating that um, you achieve a certain outcome in a certain way. We just said, this is the outcome that we want to figure out how to get there. So Bill, I think that you're totally right. The companies that invest the most in their people, the companies that give their people the most freedom and the companies that are willing to give their, to give their people the best opportunity to grow while maintaining their lifestyle are going to be the ones that are really successful. I think to add on to that, the companies that use specific and actionable metrics in order to be able to track employee performance and do it in a way where it's results-based will attract the lion's share of the A talent and everybody else will be stuck with B and C. And having that flexibility to do what you need to, where you want to, it's going to be a big part of that. I don't think that's ever going to change. It really won't. Unless you're the partner who wants to, or the person trying to become the partner. Um, 
And it just gives you so much more freedom and you can go and enjoy your life that way. So I love what's happened from that standpoint, not the the pandemic, right? But just the freedom aspect. Like I spend so much more time with my wife now because she's at home too. So it's been great. It's been incredible. It's just, there's a lot of positives that have, that will continue to come from this. Absolutely. Well, I think this has been another really great episode of Three Guys with Epic Lives. I'm so glad that we got to talk about this. Um, thank you very much for listening, for Justin, for Bill, for me, Evan. Um, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Three Guys with Epic Lives podcast. We are truly grateful for you listening. And please make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting channel. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family all over your social media. And again, we're very grateful to have you as a listener on our show.